It is Friday, the 2nd of September, uh, 2016. This is episode 292 of Digital Outbox. Like buses, you don't get one of us for two weeks, and now you've got two podcasts in one week. How about that? How lucky is everyone feeling? I am Chris hosting today, and Ian's with me as ever. Hello, Ian. Even Chris, this reminds me of me and Shaq splitting like an iPhone review into two episodes. <laughs> Except for this hasn't been day after day that we've done this. This is genuinely... We've got a bit of a, a gap before our next one, so we wanted to get another one in, because there's a fair bit, few news stories since we last spoke to you, which is... Um, only a few days away yeah okay. shit's been happening yeah definitely and it's definitely been happening in the world of apple all over the news this they've been ordered to pay 13 billion euros back to ireland um for back taxes which the european commission has said that they have been given too much of a good deal with really and therefore should be uh, paying that tax uh, but both Apple and Ireland, <laughs> interestingly, disagree with the ruling. <laughs> and Ireland's going, don't want this money. Well, the people in Ireland are saying, yes, we do want this money. Let's have some housing. Um, but Ireland is saying, no, this will destroy our um, sort of relationships with America and, and as, as a low tax haven, really, is how they want to do it. Um, so, yes, there's all sorts of numbers being banded around this week. Um, obviously, Apple aren't very happy about this decision. Um, I don't know what your take is on it. Do you have a take on it, Ian? Of course I have a take on it. What's your take on it? Um, I admire them for their gutsy move to pay 0.000, no, it's just 0.005% in a tax rate. But I think it's despicable for a company of that size making that much money in today's society to be to be paying that amount of tax. So Tim Cook's been all over our um, radio stations and you know, all over the kind of media saying how this is a bad decision and in many respects for Ireland and 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 for tax places everywhere really it, it is a kind of it is a difficult ruling the U- US had threatened the EU commission with you know warnings that this would have different um you know repercussions uh, and uh, i'm sure it still will um but like you Ian, it it, it does seem uh, dodgy that you know things are bought in countries and taxes paid in another country um, for you know advantageous gain and and you know at a small level you can kind of see how it happens but on the global level to be able to then you know reduce your taxes down to such a low level is, is amazing and you know there's been a lot of smoke and mirrors from apple as well on they they're saying their tax their tax um i don't know what the, the name is but effectively their bill should be x number of billion across the globe and they say they kind of they comply with all those rules, but they they base that number on what they would be taxed if they brought all their money back into the US. And as it goes, they don't bring all their money back into the US because they don't want to be taxed on it. So they leave it all sort of in these havens around the world. Um, and and the difficult thing uh, I think for us normals is that um, if you look at so so what the European Commission is saying is that in twenty fourteen it was like point oh five percent, but in Ireland corporation tax should be twelve point five. Mm. No, and, that, that, and that's what they're. But but there's obviously there's been deals brokered between Ireland and Apple and other companies. It's not they're not the only ones to do certain things and pay tax at certain rates. Well, 
I think I think the argument actually is no, there hasn't been any specific ruling done well deal made between Ireland and Apple. It's been can we do this? Yes, you can do that. And 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 you know only large corporations have the opportunity to do this movement of money because they've got corporations and headquarters wherever they want them to be. So it's just head this office, happen. isn't it? So it's it's between ninety one and twenty fifteen. Um, you can attribute sales to a head office that only existed in paper. Yeah. And that's and, and, and that's done. the kind of thing that I can't, you know a large organisation can can do. I mean, theoretically, it's available to everyone, but you, you you've got to have the legal staff and all those kind of people to make that kind yeah, of thing happen. You do. And obviously, Ireland have have agreed all the way along that this is acceptable to them. Um, but yes, now I guess it's some sometimes for and for a lot of companies, it will be things bringing home to roost. Now, although this money is all destined for Ireland at the moment, uh, the EU has said that other you know other com- companies and countries sorry countries can get involved and actually say well we had this many sales in our country so therefore we are owed some of that money so this big pool of money might be spread around it's not just going to necessarily end up in Ireland. um I-, I think this is the way things are heading which is um where wh- whatever the various rules are around the world if you sell products in one country you pay tax on them in that country um, wherever they're sold, rather than now it can be variable based on where you manufacture them, where they sell them, or, or where you just choose to say that they're sold from. Uh, agreed. Um, there, there is a view that the European Union has went back in time, decided to change the rules, and then apply a tax penalty to Apple. And I think it just depends on your viewpoint and how you read it. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and, it's, and it does seem to be mostly American journalists that are up in arms about this. Saying and I wonder this whether is... they've, they've done this go back in time thing just to make sure that it happens going forward. It's yeah. almost that, you know, ask, shoot for the moon and you might get the, you know, the, what you're actually expecting. And the other thing, Apple, I mean, and particularly Tim Cook, he's been making lots of noise about, you know, next year we will start to move our money back from other countries. So whether they see the writing on the wall for this kind of thing and think, right, mm. now's the time to move it back because... You know, we will pay. And also, the rumour is if Clinton gets in, she's going to do something around, you know, if you do, you know, bring back that money, then there's, again, it's not going to be taxed at certain rates. So seemingly mm. there's a, there's lots of there's lots of things that, that next year that might be advantageous to do. Because up until now, if Apple brought that back, they would have been heavily taxed. And they're saying, yeah, well, well, the, the, well, all this money that they hold, this, this 250-odd billion in cash that they have they can't bring back to the US because as soon as they do that it all gets chewed up um, by via tax I think it's is it 35% or something like that so it's quite high in the US and what they're, what they're saying is that that means we're taxed twice we're taxing the country where we've sold things and then to, to, to bring it back to America mm. where we want to invest it for example I'm taxed again so I, I and you know, it's one of those things. That there's no simple. There's no simple solution, right? It's it's this massive. You know, this is this is one of those these modern global you know problems where the globe has shrunk in one respect, but the everything's not caught up with that fact. Um, so you know, where tax havens used to be, a, you know, somewhere you had to almost physically fly your money out to go and put your money in these places. Nowadays, you know, it's just presses. It's just it's a paper exercise effectively so yeah i think it's just one place where the world hasn't caught up we're clearly seeing that the countries and and you know whole continents are having rethink around this and uh, you know something's going to happen but i think that the overriding principle that's coming through now is you know uh, wherever you sell there should be some tax owed um around the world it shouldn't be up to you to decide where 
things physically are being sold from. And we've seen both Amazon and Google do deals with the UK government. This isn't just an Irish, you nope. know, government problem. You know, there was, there was, you know, I think was it Amazon was only paying six million or five million or something like that in tax, or, or they reinvested their money so they ended up paying no tax because they made no profit. Um, but they were obviously, and it was all again, it was all kind of clever accounting. And I remember yeah. Osborne was talking about the deal he's done, and it was like, but it's still not a great deal percentage-wise. It was horrendous, but. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, I don't think we're ever. It's never going to be clean because money is yeah. a complicated. Um, and business. somebody's always going to find another, you know, loophole and workaround. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's been a massive news story, and you know, Apple are going to appeal it. Um, Ireland are going to appeal it, um, yep. or if they get the permission to, they're going to appeal no, it. Oh, they've um, confirmed today, so that their their government. You know, for what a bit of word, I've met today and agreed that we are going to appeal because I think there was a bit okay. of a split in the cabinet, and um, yeah. so no, they are they're appealing. So everyone's going to appeal it, and then we'll see where it ends up. Um, a, a lawyer will be like, "Yes, appeal." <laughs> yeah, of course they will. Again, the lawyers are losing all their kind of like uh, IP and all that kind of stuff money now, so they're going to get it back by these massive uh, tax tax appeals. Um. Apple are going to remove abandoned apps from its app store. So basically, we keep hearing, or we used to hear all the time, headline figures about how many apps are in the app store. Well, Apple have realized that that figure is uh, ridiculous when half of the apps that are in the app store either don't never get downloaded, never get discovered, and in a lot of cases don't work. So they are going to go back and review every single app in the app store and remove those which they consider to be junk, not working, or effectively not up to date. This is a good thing because, as you say, it just yeah. takes that. And I guess for a time it was a sign of that. That I guess a, a healthy maturity about your platform. That that yeah, you've got you know we've got you know hundred thousand apps, and you know Google's got sixty thousand, and Microsoft's got three. You know, so it's always that way of you know saying that. <laughs> no, no bias in that assessment. No. Uh, do, do you know what? And, and do you know why I say it? And I know I'm digressing. I still feel better at somebody at Microsoft saying. We've got a couple of thousand apps in the app store, but and we've got all the main ones, so it's just as good as everywhere else. And you go to the app store, and half of them are just links to websites. I mean, it's not <laughs> an actual store. It's uh, here's this here's this app that you can go to their website and download. It's like that's that's not an app store experience. Sorry. Anyway, the 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 um. <laughs> So the good thing for me is, is, is one, we're away from that kind of metric of, because I think they said, what, there's 2 million iOS apps, and the people have stopped talking about this for years now. Yeah. Um, the second thing gets rid of crap. Um, so, you, so you you know, there's, there's, you're, you're only going to see, hopefully, things that work. You know, you buy something that's going to work, because there's still no demos, you know, and that's something that still, you know, stings a few people. And the third thing, it's a kind of more subtle one, but they're actually reducing what you can put in your name, and they're trying to cut off the kind of spammy, app names that started to appear you know because you can put in a yep. really long title which is you know you know you can mention you know i don't know a photography app for instagram pinterest you know <laughs> Flickr, all in your title and get lots of you know seo help and that's all going to start to disappear yeah so i think yeah i think it's a it's a good thing for sure um uh, how many stories do you think we've got coming up over the next couple of episodes where people are aggrieved at how their app has been removed from the app store it's i mean there are some apps i mean there's one that i use from the tapbox people which is weightbox and it's never been updated in years but it still works and i think they've yep. done update but it's still it's got the old 
um, iOS design. It's the small, yeah. wrong screen size, but um, it still sinks my weight and shows still. a graph, and it's like, that'll do. Sure. Okay. I, I, we know with Apple when they do this, they often cut deep, um, and what we might say is cut too far, it, it, so it we'll starts, see. It starts soon, so it starts yeah. on the 7th, as in five days' time. Uh, if you are an app developer, you will have unless if your app does not load straight off the bat, then it will be removed immediately. If your app has got issues and things that Apple aren't happy with, but for example, if it's now no longer complying with the current sort of app review process that they do, you will be given thirty days notice. If you have not updated your plugin or your, sorry your app within thirty days, uh, then you will be removed at that point. Uh, doesn't stop you resubmitting though, so it's not it's not the end of the world, but obviously they're just wanting to make sure developers are still looking after and caring for the apps that are there. Uh, Apple has patched its zero-day vulnerabilities that we talked about last week. This was the sort of hacking where there was a one-touch hack that was possible via three uh, zero-day exploits. They have now patched um, OS X as well, OS X, sorry. Um, <laughs> I give myself a slap on the wrist every time I say that. I just, uh, I just so hear OS... Henry saying it. Yeah. I don't, it's, 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 OS X. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, the the same exploits existed there. So they have uh, they've patched Safari and OS X, uh, and everything is hunky dory now. So if you see the update um, coming through on your Yosemite or whatever you're using right now, then go get it. Absolutely, it's an important they, one. And it is it is good that when they have they have patched this very quick, but uh, but yeah. there was stuff out in the wild, so they they kind of had to. Uh, yeah, and it was a kind of serious one as well. Yeah. Uh, Dropbox. Um, Dropbox. <laughs> Dropbox uh, hack affected 68 million users. This is not a new hack. This is something that happened in 2012, and Dropbox sent around an email to everyone saying, uh, "We've become aware of this, and if you haven't changed your password since um, mid 2012, we are going to be re- auto resetting your password." Um, and you know their their email was very kind of eh, just precautionary but actually it does turn out that yes there has been this hack and yes it did have hash passwords and email addresses of 68 million users so it's a pretty serious thing going on it's well back when um uh and i like how other people have had to reset my password so um that is a thing and if you haven't logged in recently to dropbox go do that so you can get that password reset yeah and i remember at the time there was lo- there was lots of kind of chatter on the on the internet that that they've been hacked and Dropbox were like we definitely haven't been hacked we are you know this is all tied to uh, you know you're using the same password elsewhere it's definitely not us yes but now, now does seem to be that Dropbox were indeed they fi- hacked finally admitted it yeah I mean and it was it was 68 million users is is quite a number I I've changed mine since because it was when all the kind of squiffiness was going around I was like just change it yeah they kind of they proven it by using you know absolutely unique password that was used at the time by a password generator you know the the chances of them automatically getting the right hash of the right password against the right email address is is about zero so um yes that almost certainly anyway so go to dropbox go and get your password reset and i think that's a good thing to point out which maybe didn't the hashing algorithm was very good and it's very resilient to cracking so it's, it's who said who said that Dropbox said that. No, there's a security researcher, Troy Hunt. Okay, well, I believe just, him more than I do Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a kind of stain on their reputation, this. Because... Yeah, because up until now, they've kind of escaped down the side channel, but clearly 
they didn't in 2012, and that is a while back, but probably before hacking really came to the fore as far as password managers and all these other services getting done over. Well, there was a big um, LinkedIn was another one from 2012, and I think they tried to almost tag LinkedIn as the this is the reason why people are getting in. LinkedIn's, mm. you know, released all these passwords, and it's not as gov. Um, yeah. Samsung, this is a brand new story. They've had to recall lots of Note 7 um, devices. They're, they're kind of posh fablet. They've only just released it, um, released in quite a few different countries now. But unfortunately, um, they keep, well, I say they keep, there have been reports of phones um, exploding or uh, during charging or, or, or after you finish charging. Uh, and they have decided they are going to do a uh, global uh, recall. Um, obviously going to cost them a lot of money. I mean, they're not a poor company, so I think they'll they'll absorb it. But it is going to delay um, rollouts. Certainly in the UK, we're not going to see our pre-orders being met, and um, and they reckon they're going to. It's going to be two weeks before people who they've recalled their devices are going to have them back in their hands. They call it a very small manufacturing de- uh, defect. Yeah, so it seemed to be roughly thirty-five. There was reports of thirty-five had exploded. Um, Are they exploded like the old iPhones explode, which is just they balloon up a bit? It seemed to be around about when they were charging or just after charging. Yeah. Um, up. So, mm. no, these were actually melting and going on fire. Then that's pretty serious. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't just like the batteries expanded. Because I think the one you're talking about is the... Yeah, so they just it, it, used to expand inside a bag. Expand and your screen would maybe bend and crack slightly. Yeah. And these were actually melty-melty and okay, so going yeah. on fire. Um and cl- clearly, it's. I mean, I mean, it's really difficult for Samsung. I mean, this is this. It was getting great reviews, and it was a you know, it was their flagship device until, you know, the I guess the Galaxy Eight comes out next year. You know, so it was lots of people were super excited about it. Um, UK release date was today. Yes. So of course, so we're not going to get them. You know, listening to the radio this morning, there was lots of oh, I was going to get a phone today, and I was waiting at home, <laughs> and I got a text message saying it's now up to two weeks away. And that's the thing. So if you've got one, you can swap it out, but they reckon it's going to take up to two weeks to get a new one. President of Samsung's mobile business, Ko Don Jin, um, said it will cost us so much, it makes my heart ache. Nevertheless, the reason we make this decision is because that is most important. That it's, oh, it's most important is customer safety in this case. Yeah, I still think it's a reputational damage. It's just that Yeah, whole... especially as Apple's um, announcement's coming up very, very shortly. Yep. And the BBC happened to play a clip, which was just, you know, I I was about to go from iPhone to Samsung, and I'm, I'm now doubting that, especially with the new phone next well, of course, week. Of course they are. But nevertheless, in the big scheme of, scheme of things, this is the right way to deal with it. It's not to ignore it and blank it out. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those. It's it it it's such a big phone. It's like, yeah. wow, that's a, that's a massive recall. Google has shelved its plans to make its phone that had interchangeable parts we've been reporting on this story some way back when it was a kind of like a incubator type project uh they've decided well it's been reported that they've decided project ara is is it's too it was a step too far and to actually bring it to fruition as google is is um it's not going to happen basically it's, it's too complicated too expensive and you know it's bulky and and not really what consumers want although the sound niche. of it is sexy that you can attach all these different parts it, it is but it's too niche you know, I think it's... I'm not sure how niche it is. I think it's fun. It's uh, Yeah, it's niche. The um, 
I think it's just back to the, the it, it is fun and I think for certain people it would be good to say actually I'll I'll take you know I don't know I'll take this bit off and I'll put an extra battery on because I really want long battery yeah, life don't need my GPS today but I want my battery life yeah, to be yeah. and I want a better camera so I'm happy to bulk it up with a better camera so there's lots of things I can understand why but as I said I think I think even just the way the market's moved and you get so much packed into that phone now that it's really good it's kind of yeah. hard to compete and and you know, yeah, when you can have all, the battery life, you can yeah. have the camera, and you can have all the other devices there. You know, why would you want it modular? Yeah, and and there, there seems enough. to be some some scruffs around that, that Google starting to. It's almost remember they did this three or four years ago. They kind of like call 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 call, and it yeah. was, seems to be the same again because I think they've they've kind of stopped you know doing what they were doing with Google Fiber, or they've certainly you know narrowed down their you know what they're, what they're rolling out. And there seems to be another one where they're saying actually kill it. You know, and, and we've never seen it, what what really happened to Google Glass. You know, it, it just kind of died a death, and there was talk of a new one. And I just wonder. It started what, getting privacy activists involved. Though, yeah, didn't they? Like, and I just wonder like whether it. all that get turned into actually the the kind of AR, VR, and daydream, and all these kind of things that are a bit Maybe more interesting than than yes. an actual you know always on thing. Yeah. Having said all this, this is all just at the moment. This is not. This is it's more. <sighs> serious report rather than rumor but google haven't confirmed it um and there is there are talks that they might be using this to uh, to just license away the technology that they've already developed for someone else to take to manufacture and it's the same with all their other projects i don't see them i don't see these as failures if you if you go down a route and just decide it's not worthy of a, an official release i think it's uh, you know the, the knowledge that they build up doing these things does not just disappear they you know they, they learn something like you know all that kind of stuff they had in Google Wave, with, you know that online collaborative thing, all feed through into the modern day kind of web experience we have now, and how you can collaborate now in documents properly, and so it all feeds into these things. So it's, it, uh, why start? What well, you know, stop chucking money at something that doesn't need it anymore. Take the t- take the take the technology and put it into some things that that maybe will. Yes. Lovely. Mobile phone networks should not ban adverts or block adverts says eu so this is so we heard this well we reported a while back and our three have got the ability to globally block adverts uh they think they're protected by giving this to user the option to uh decide to block all adverts um, but the eu has ruled that no just giving the user the option to turn it on or off is still going against net neutrality which is that the the actual provider should not get in the way of any content being delivered um, no matter what that content is, I think it's a an interesting way around what is a kind of trend at the moment, um, a trend that's causing problems for the written media industry, basically. Um, but one which users are, you know, effectively, you is saying you are forced to look at adverts um, in this ruling, which feels a little bit uncomfortable, but. You can also see how they'll be lobbied from the kind of media side of things. We don't want to lose that written media. No, and I, and I think this is what ultimately they're saying. Because then if they... So just say 3 did say we're blocking that advert. What if it turned into, um, you know, your... So this podcast and somebody's paid us a couple of grand to carry an advert. And 3 said, I don't like that advert. I'll put a different one in instead. Rather than just mm. blocking it. They might, and there's, there's always yes. been... There's been some controversial web... You know, plugins that used to do that, that used to take an advert that somebody's paid for, and actually I'll put in something else that somebody's paid for, um, yeah. and that's that's where it gets gets gets. gets it's all very very murky, I'd say, but yeah. uh, but neither the user nor the you know the 
content provider is the the winner in these cases you know it's because the reason that people are getting so annoyed with adverts is that some of the content media put in you know just adverts galore which actually interrupt the whole process of trying to read the content um so it's it's kind of bad practice has caused the users to want to block these adverts and called for the you know the adverts to be you know ad blockers and all those things to be, come into existence um but the problem is that yeah then it, then it punishes everyone yeah not not just the bad people and i mean facebook and ad block um is it ad blocker i think it is ad blocker are going through a bit of a a, a kind of whack-a-mole you know the one updates their code and then facebook updates theirs to show them again and vice versa yeah. and it's just back to the, the amount of the amount of money that and, and there's meta websites also, you know, like Bloomberg. You go to Bloomberg at the moment, it pops up saying, we know you're on an ad blocker. This is going to affect the quality of this website. It won't, this article won't look as good or it might not work. Yeah. So, of course, it'll work. <laughs> but the, uh, there will come the time when they will block if based on that. And then people have to make the decision. And uh, so maybe while... it's just, maybe this technology has to become more, more than a blanket ban. It has to become more of yeah. a kind of opting out kind of thing and you can there's a certain you can certainly add websites to whitelist you know if you feel so wired do some blocking um i think is it forbes just just block it totally and just say you've got an ad blocker i'm not going to show you this and you're yeah, like and fine I, i'll I've, never visit your site again but i've also you know there's there's plenty of sites that the adverts actually do crash your browser or whatever basically yeah. and that it just seems ridiculous that they put these adverts on or rather they've they've cramped their cram their site so heavily with all these things that they don't really have control over what's being shown there. And you especially notice it's still on mobile. Although a lot of mobile sites are, look great, see when you've got lots of adverts and they're, <laughs> and they're popovers, it's like this is awful. It just does not work. It just no. literally stops functioning and actually hangs the whole device for ages, yes. especially if it's on a slightly older device. Yes. Fantastic news, Ian. What's that, Chris? Dash buttons are available in the UK from Amazon now. Do you know I, I actually thought this was fantastic news. That is... <laughs> this is good. So these are the buttons we. I remember talking about this. Was it two years ago? Was it a year ago? Something like that. Um, where Amazon were going to deliver de- deliver these little red buttons, and you could then hang them next to kind of products and services that you want to restock every now and again. But everyday consumables, things like washing up liquid, washing powder, uh, toilet roll, things like that. I even um, remember. I even remember we talked about. In the future, I'll have this in the toilet and see if I run out. I just press the button and Amazon will come. And that was before and Amazon Prime Now, which is an hour-long delivery. So that, that that is a realistic scenario now. It now is. So you basically get these little programmable buttons uh, that you hang wherever you want in your house, and they can be tuned to re- reorder your, you know, a set amount of product uh, for one particular. You know, it's basically it's, it's brand linked. So. I think there's only certain big brands that actually you can order like this. Um, but effectively, each button can order a different product, um, which is by a simple touch of the button. I remember them saying there was safeguards in there to stop a little kid, you know, there <laughs> is. And, and clicking it's, it so multiple it's like, times. So it's like Gillette razors are there. So you press that to get your refills. And, and if it, you yeah. press that again and press that again and press it again, they'll be like, no, you've already ordered it. I think yeah, you can. I think you can configure it to say don't yeah. reorder within X number of days I, or whatever. I, I, I anyway, the future's I, here, but it, it apparently it literally is a one product button. So uh, it costs you four ninety nine per device, um, but they will reduce the cost um, of the first order that you place with this button by four ninety nine. So effectively, they're free uh, as long as you have actually used them. So the four ninety nine is almost you need a to sort be, of you need to be a Prime user as well. 
Yes, sorry, yes, and you must be a prime user to do this. But, and I think it is only the next day delivery. I don't think it's probably within the hour yet. Yeah, no. So don't be pressing the button for your toilet roll, expecting them to be knocking on your door. But I think uh, I was just got I mean, when I looked the other day, there was I don't know, there was about fifty, sixty different products. Oh, so you're going to buy one of these? Do a do a did you outbox test for us? I, I kind of want to just, just go on. I've given you permission to do it on the, in the, under the name of Digital Outbox. Like, like, like I like I need permission to go in and go go in. go forth and spend money on buttons. So I could get an Aerial button, Gillette, Kleenex, um, Durex. I don't need that. The um, Durex. This all comes under the same kind of uh, replenishment services, things. I mean, lots of fridges are now offering, or I say they're lots of fridges are offering. They're, they're, it's bringing together that internet of things where the fridges are going to self-order their own milk and, you know, cheese or whatever, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's quite an exciting place we're going towards if you're into this kind of tech and digi stuff. And, and I mean, and I'm laughing, I'm just on their website, and so they've got the aerial one and they're saying, stick it in your washing machine. You know, so when you when you run out, you just press it, and you just don't need to worry about it. You know that will come the next day, and they've got obviously they've got they've got Ole and they've got Gillette, and but they've actually got Andrex next to the toilet roll holder. <laughs> Why not? And it's like, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's all it's all good. They uh, they haven't released details as to whether there are deals with these big brand pr- providers. There to, must be. To put these, yeah, that must be. There must be because there's only certain. That, like when you look at it, there's only certain. Oh, there's some cut. There's it's only, probably going to expand, um, but you know, yeah, it's, it is a big brand thing. It sounds like a big brand type thing, and only big brands would be willing to give Fortnite night back on that sale. Um, righty ho, Amazon's Echo is going to be the controller of choice for Sonos. So if you've got a Sonos system, um, you can use Amazon Echo, or you will be able to use Amazon Echo soon to interact and control your Sonos system rather than having to use their their interfaces no i i do have so the reason i need this even though we can't get echo here uh, is two reasons one i do have a sort of set and the interface is fine but but that whole and i've said to you repeatedly i'd love to just do that conversational you know play radiohead play deep blue play yep. whatever um and also for sonos they, they themselves said we want to do something and it's i think it's a really decent sign up for both amazon and sonos you know it's but on eight, I think it's September thirteenth or fourteenth or fifteenth, Amazon are holding an event in the UK, and the rumours are mm. Echo is coming. Boom! So um, I do quite fancy getting an Echo just to just just to. Can I get permission to digital? It's funny how you It's funny how you've turned around one hundred percent of this. When this first came out, you're like, yeah, "No one's ever going to do that. It's just not going. It's not going to work. No one will ever do it." And do you know what it, it was? Work. It was they opened up the API and let loads of people come in. And it's now got three, four, five hundred integrations. You know, so For that me, whole integ- that see, see just to sit there and say, I, I, how do, I don't even I can't even is it Alexa? You know, Alexa, play digital outbox. Yeah, and I'll hear you saying it's Friday, the second of <laughs> September. So yeah, and and for me the the first the. I can't remember if someone suggested it or I just thought it's just like it's like Star Trek when they talk to a computer that's what it's just like and that's what it feels like but yeah there you go um, and, and that's why I find I find all these things like round you know buttons to order stuff you know and just that there's, there's something about it's the mi- that. it's the micro internet isn't it it's the, yeah. it is the internet of things it, it is, is the re- it's the realisation of what that means and I've got my Hue lights all set up and what and do you know what made them really good when I actually bought proper switches for the wall 
that I can take anywhere and turn it off easily and, and, and my mother can do it and it wasn't just controlled via an iPhone. Yeah. There's still something about the tactile thing. Yeah. But it's the bit wrapped in with intelligence. See see each night and the light just comes on. And and I don't I'm not setting it I don't have to you know, it's like it just comes yeah. on and every night's two or three minutes earlier as we're getting into winter. I love that. That is just the best thing ever. Yeah, every time cool. that comes on, I smile. There you go. So there you go. That is half an hour's worth of new news since we last spoke to you. So it was well worth it, I think. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, Ian, do you have a pick? Uh, I, I probably do because I still download lots of games and play lots of games and, and I should probably be sitting here saying, go and pick this up on the iPhone. But no. We'll come up with some picks next time we talk then after the keynote because that's, that's going to be the next podcast basically well, is I the keynotes. The, the interesting thing, usually after a keynote, so, so there's two keynotes on Wednesday. It's not just mm. an Apple one, it's a Sony one, which is all about hopefully the PS4 Mio and yeah. VR and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but usually we'll be on a Thursday night doing a podcast, but you're away racing. The following we come up with work, so it's actually... It's going to be a week of, late. It's a bit of a gap, so I think we'll probably talk slightly less about it. I mean, there's a danger that I'll probably have the phone <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's going to make a great audio podcast. Except I'm not buying it. Uh, of course you're not. It's two years old. I didn't upgrade last year. Oh, there you go. So it's actually you're well within your rights to. And my go. my iPad's now two and a half years old. Yeah. My iMac's five years you've, old. You've changed. My laptop's four years old. All my <laughs> Apple's the, the watch. So I guess there's maybe a new watch next week as well. You're you you you're part of the downfall of Apple. It's it's yeah. Find out more about that. And everything else, digitaloutbox.com. Email info at digitaloutbox.com. And Twitter is digitaloutbox. I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK. My blogging, which is all around my racing stuff, is academyracer.co.uk. And so after Croft, you'll be able to hear all about what happened there and watch the videos, etc. Ian, where can we find you? I blog as ind.net, where I may or may not talk about my new camera, which comes through next week. Oh, yes, and exciting times. Yeah. It is exciting. It's expensive times. <laughs> yes. And I'm on Twitter as Chupipa. Lovely. Right then. So we'll speak to you in about a week and a half. Two weeks, about. Basically two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, basically. It is two weeks. Yeah. Fair enough. Speak to you in two weeks. Goodbye. Ta-da. Just looking out the window, there's a fantastic rainbow, and at the bottom of the rainbow, it says, Let's rank up on here. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>